Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis-Orvello, Sows on social media. Welcome to So Organised Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. For anyone who sews, the Sober 50 Instagram account is running a hat sewing challenge. Use the tag Sober 50 and the tag SewAHat23, all one word, to join in the fun to showcase your sewing skills. Now have a bit of fun with this. The Sew a Hat Challenge 23 ends on the 30th of August. And if you've already sewn a hat, simply post a new photo of you wearing that hat today. And we know there will still be many people who will continue to showcase their sewing skills long after this challenge ends. Never rush a creative pursuit that you love. Now back to this series of podcasts to give you a taste of the range of textile artists in the next Making Zen online retreat from the 25th to the 29th of September this year. Whether you're looking to get out of that creative rut or want some me time or simply want to learn a new technique, this online retreat is one to consider. Today on the podcast for the Making Zen online retreat is one of the amazing textile artists and her name is Melissa Galbraith of M Creative J. It had always been my goal to take my small business full time for me with the pandemic and working from home and the adjustment of that and also trying to run a small business, I struggled with the balance of the two and found that I really couldn't do both. I'm really pleased that she's allowed me her to give. And I'm really pleased that she's given me her time so that she can let us know what inspires her maybe even getting a sneak peek of what she's going to be providing at the Making Zen Online Retreat. Melissa, thanks for coming on to the podcast of the Making Zen Online Retreat. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely getting to know what it is that you do online through your website and also your Instagram account. And there are a lot of people who are always eager to be at the Making Zen Online Retreat. So to get us started, can you introduce yourself and what it is that got you into being so creative? Sure, I would love to share more. Well, my name is Melissa with M Creative J and I am a hand embroidery artist. I really fell in love with this craft as an adult. I actually learned to embroider as a kid. My mom and my sisters and I did all sorts of crafts, everything from bobbin lace to paper mache to quilting to hand embroidery. And as an adult, I really just wanted to get back into that hands-on crafting experience. I will say as a kid, I absolutely hated embroidery. I did not have the patience for it. But as an adult, I used to have a day job in social media and communications and really missed that tactile crafting experience I had as a kid. And embroidery was one of those things that I kind of ended up picking up. I lived in a really small apartment at the time. It didn't have a lot of room for crafts. And embroidery was really great because it's it can be very small with not needing a whole lot of supplies or anything or machines. And I quickly found that I really fell in love with it. So after a few years, I was making pieces and really enjoying the art of creating with embroidery and found that a lot of other people really wanted to learn how to embroider too. Because along with being an artistic process, it's also very relaxing and meditative and other people wanted that tactile experience but just didn't know where to start or even what they needed to embroider. So I ended up teaching workshops and creating kits and that's kind of where my business has pivoted over the past three or four years and so now I teach and probably like at least two or three workshops a week and have a huge range of hand embroidery kits and I'm always kind of working on 
new designs and patterns and just really enjoying the process and having fun with it. Actually, last year I took my business full time. So now I get to do this every day. And when you teach people, who is really interested in doing this embroidery that you're teaching? Oh, gosh. Um, So many different people. I would say I have a pretty big range of workshop options. And so we do things from like embroidery basics to stump work to fabric applique and like trying a bunch of different stitches. So it really kind of depends on a bit about what the theme or the topic of the class is. I would say it's mostly women that love to come craft, but there's definitely some guys that love to pop in and experience and have fun. And it's just people who are really interested and creative and just want to try something new. Sometimes it's people that have embroidered before, but it's been a long time and just want to get back into the basics and pick something up. Sometimes it's people are looking to try new stitches or learn new skills. And other times it's people wanting to just join a class to have a fun, creative experience and do a craft they really enjoy. So it really just depends. You said that you were in a different job and this was an on the side thing and now you're doing this full time. Was there an adjustment for you? when you moved to being full-time, being a creative? Yes. Oh my gosh. It had always been my goal to take my small business full-time. For me, with the pandemic and working from home and the adjustment of that and also trying to run a small business, I struggled with the balance of the two and found that I really couldn't do both. So I ended up picking my small business over my day job, which in the end, I'm very thankful and excited to be doing this full time. I will say the adjustment was very hard for me, though, because there are a lot of things about running a small business that you don't necessarily think about when you have it on the side, figuring out health insurance and how to run payroll and all the different day-to-day things that maybe when you have a full-time employer, they would take care of that you now are responsible for. I actually had to go to therapy for a couple months to talk through the adjustment of transitioning between going from like having somebody set out what you do day-to-day to to actually being my full-time boss, which was really weird for me because I find that I am a very self-motivated person who can set goals and really do things. And I think just all of a sudden feeling like I was responsible for everything was very challenging. So I'm very thankful Mm -hmm. I found that resource and was able to work through it to now focus on my small business and really love every day. Look, I'm really pleased that you took the steps to get assistance to help you work your way through being the small business that you want to be and still be creative. It's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. It's one of those things that people don't realize you go through if you're doing something on the side and then decide to do it full time because you've obviously committed to doing that and you've also had the foresight to get help when you needed it. So that's great. Yes. I'm very thankful I have a supportive partner who also helped me realize that like, you know, things are a little off. Maybe you need to talk to somebody about this. If it's not me, maybe somebody else. And so I'm very thankful for that. That's good. The embroidery that you do, you've got a few different streams developed for people who are interested. Can you talk us through that? Yeah. So for my business, I have PDF patterns, stick and stitch patterns, and then a range of hand embroidery kits that are beginner, intermediate, and advanced. I will say all of my designs are nature inspired, and I pull a lot of inspiration from kind of my surroundings. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and so you'll see a lot of trees, landscapes, mushrooms, flowers, green 
greenery, things like that, that feel very Washington State or Pacific Northwesty. You'll also see some deserts in there. I love the desert. It's my favorite place to travel to. And I actually grew up in more of a deserty area. So a lot of people don't realize that Washington State actually does have a very large desert in it. And that's the portion that I grew up in. Whereas most people just think like a lot of rain and green trees and things when they think Washington. You'll see a mix of both of those, plus tidbits from like traveling to Arizona and other fun places as well. Do you think that you'll develop some kits of other areas when you decide to travel beyond Washington State? Possibly. So I recently had a book that came out called How to Embroider Texture and Pattern. And a lot of the landscapes in there pull from many different places we've traveled to. There's a really cool cenote inspired pattern that uses like mesh that you stitch on that was inspired when my husband and I went to Tulum for one of our anniversary trips. I did a road trip from Seattle to Chicago and back. And so driving through quite a few different states and seeing a lot of different landscapes that way. So there's some inspiration in there. Driving up the Pacific Northwest coast to like California and all sorts of different things in there. So there are a lot of different like landscapes and inspirations from different states and places and locations in my book. Now that you've explained what's in your book, it's almost like a travel guide through embroidery. A little bit. Yeah, that's good. Can you give us a sneak peek of what it is you'll be teaching us at the Making Zen Online Retreat? Yes. So we are going to do some clothing embroidery. One of the classes I really love to teach is called Flower Pockets, where if you have a garment that has a pocket, we're going to put some flower patterns in it. And then I'm going to show you some different stitches that would be really great to fill in those flowers so you can have a fun pop of color and floral beauty coming out of your pocket. So that could be on plain fabric or on a print? Yeah, so you can stick it on pretty much any garment you want, as long as it has a pocket. (laughs) I do find that like denim or linen materials work a little easier because there's less stretch to them. But, you know, you could do a t-shirt, you could do something that's maybe a little more plush, you could do a hoodie. I've seen people bring all sorts of clothes and garments to this class, and it's just really a delightful experience. With the workshop that you're running, Melissa, will there be any other opportunities for people who are at the Making Zen Online Retreat to take that skill further? Yes, I do have a PDF flower pattern that I have included in my additional materials that you can get for free. And it's a fun pattern that uses a bunch of different stitches and you actually create some like fluffy centers in some of the flowers for a little turkey work and extra depth. You get to try out more stitches along with what we'll be covering in the class. So Melissa, it sounds like the fur pits in your home are getting quite excited about this. They are. Um, so we have two dogs, Henley and Landon, that are Sharpays, and then we're actually pet sitting this week. So we have a Doberman over as well, too, and they love to play and get loud and bark at each other. So if you heard them in the background, that's them. I mean, it's great that listeners are going to be getting intrigued and want to come to your workshop and... It's lovely that your pets are quite excited as well. Yes, it's funny because during the pandemic, I taught so many virtual classes that Henley, my older dog, which I say older, she's like two and a half. She would like run away and be like, I'm so not into you being on Zoom. But as soon as she would hear me like start to say goodbye, she would run in and be like, oh, I'm so excited to get to see you now. Landon does not care. He's just like happy-go-lucky, just wants to be the center of attention, does not matter if you're on the camera or not. He's like, I'm here, you should want to love me. (laughs) And I think that's how it should be, right? Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really excited to be teaching this workshop and I cannot wait to see what everyone embroiders in the class. And I hope we have fun. I know that people who go to the Making Zen Online Retreat love the workshops that are provided every single time. And then they share their makes on the Facebook page. So I know that's where it's going to be exciting to see what people who go to the retreat come up with. I always love this class because during the class, we have like flower patterns that we use, but you can really make up your own and do whatever you want. And every class is always different and unique, which is really cool because everyone comes up with like their own layering or designs or different like color schemes. And depending upon the garment they use, it just always turns out really cool. So I am just so excited to see what everyone decides to make. Everyone who goes inspires each other. So that's wonderful. Melissa, thank you for coming onto the podcast so that people who are thinking of going to the Making Zen Online Retreat know what to expect when they come to your workshop. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. It has. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Oh, me too. This podcast series is produced and edited by me, Maria Thea Harris, in partnership with Kate of Zen Stitching, sound by bensound.com. Make sure you subscribe to Soul Good Nice Soul Podcasts on all good podcast apps. If you want to hear from previous Making Zen Online Retreat guest textile artists, they're also available in our archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. The Making Zen Online Retreat is in September from the 25th to the 29th. We look forward to joining you at the Making Zen Online Retreat. Stay safe, everyone.